Hey everyone, I'm Victoria. And I'm Micah. We're two regular mamas living in Texas. We have five kids between the two of us, and we're here to share what we've learned about motherhood and what we're still figuring out along the way. If we've learned anything, it's that motherhood is a wild ride. Hang out with us and fill up a glass because this is Moms Uncorked. Hi there. Today we want to talk about deciding when the time is right to start a family and then what to do from there. We're going to tell you our personal journeys to baby number one and all the planning or lack thereof that went into it. So Vic, we were talking about the things to consider before the first baby or when baby fever hits. And one of the first things that you put on there, which I'm very interested in, is the finances because you're so on yes. it. That's the first thing you did. <laughs> and I read that and I was like, oh. <laughs> well, what's funny is I put that. That was the first thing that hopped into my head now as like a 30-year-old mom of two. But it was not on my list of things to do back in the day. Um, so I'm much more responsible now, but I think that if I were to go back and do it all again, yeah, finances, like, do you have the money? I mean, babies are not cheap, they're not free. And from day one, I mean, even before day one, from when you are pregnant, there are extra expenses that come with a new baby and pregnancy and delivery and everything after that. So definitely finances were something that I wanted to put on the list, you know, whether you're making a budget um, or trying to figure out if you can really afford yeah. childcare. Can you afford diapers? Um, yeah, childcare is a big you... one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Childcare is huge. It is um, basically a mortgage here in <laughs> Texas, which is very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, so finances play a big role. And I mean, I definitely didn't think about it back in the day, and I can tell you that it it really affected us, and it affected our quality of life there in the very beginning. Um, we're at a place now where we're much more comfortable, but I mean, we were we were scraping back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> when I brought that lasagna pan to you, and I was like, "Here's yes, a whole the lasagna pan." Like when I was living with my mom, like it was a whole thing, you guys. So think about think about your money yeah, before and, you have a baby. <laughs> you know, now that now that you do say that now we did ours a little differently but I do think um back to some of my friends who maybe waited a little bit longer and they had the two incomes and I think they knew that they were going to have two incomes like one was going to continue working which we'll get into that too and what they told me that they did was they stopped using one of them completely and so they put all of their bills and expenses onto one paycheck and then just to see if they could swing it. Yes. So ah, then whatever that sense. other spouse was making just was kind of collecting in the account. So they could use that for like baby stuff, for doctor, mm -hmm. like doctor's appointments. And then even now after they've had the baby, they've continued to do that. And they use that money for like car repairs or house repairs or if they have a little Brilliant. leftover, maybe some vacations and stuff. And I thought that was really cool because at her son was maybe about coming up on a year old and they she was thinking about staying home and then something happened where their ac broke their air conditioner broke and they had to use Ugh. her her money for it and she was like oh i can't like what would we have done if i didn't have that <laughs> like so then she decided to Scary. continue working so i thought that was a really cool even though we didn't do it i thought that was very smart i know on, them, on their it part. turned out okay but yeah finances people think about them yes um also the, the next thing that we wanted to say was, 
you know, are you going to work and yes. have your baby in daycare, which That's, like we just yeah. said, is very, very expensive. It's a good, finances are, are a good you segue going, into the yes. next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is the baby going to be in daycare? Are you going to transition from being a working mom or dad to staying home? Or do you have family willing to like watch this baby full or part time? I have a very specific memory of you, Micah, and I, I haven't told you this, but I remember no, this. I'm we nervous. were at Wine 101. <laughs> we were at Wine 101 with Renee, and I don't know, we were talking about babies and you're working, not working. And you had said, I always knew I wanted to be a mom, but I knew before I was a mom, I would teach. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I remember that, but you knew, <laughs> like you had this idea in your little head that you were going to stay home with your kids. Yes. So that was something you know, that was a transition that you were prepared to make. So I think going in with an idea of what you want to do is important, or at least getting to a point where you can figure it out. You know, are you going to give up a career um, if you had one, or are you going to be that stay at home mama that does all the things like you are? (laughs) And I think it's important to, now that you say it is almost thinking about it definitely beforehand, because I think no matter which one you choose, at some point, you're going to get in a situation that's like, oh, why did I choose this? Like, why I should have just stayed where? Like, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom my whole life. And I even got to a point at during that first year sometime that I was like, why am I, why did I choose to do this? Like, why did I think this was going to be okay? And so it's good to kind of like not do it on a whim because you're a little more prepared. And so I do think. And then since we were talking about finances – Daycare is a huge expense. And depending on your paycheck, you kind of got to know how much of that is it going to take out of your paycheck. Yes. And I did read something kind of recently because I think a big thing that people do is they say, well, you know, daycare is this many thousand dollars a year. That's almost, you know, that's almost my salary or it might as well be my salary. Like, why am I working? Mm -hmm. Um, And for any moms out there who are kind of maybe getting pushed in the direction of staying home because of that reason, you know, because they make so much money and daycare is going to cost so much. This thing that I read said, don't always just look at that. You know, don't only assume that it has to be your income. And I thought that was interesting because there are just so much more stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home dads. And I know stay-at-home dads are a thing, but more often than not, people are going to say, well, the, you know, the mom, the wife, makes this much money and that's basically the cost of daycare. So if you're kind of on that struggle thinking maybe you do want to stay working, look at both incomes. You know, don't Mm -hmm. don't just look at one and say, yes, this is, you know, this is daycare. Look at your income and your husband's income and decide from collectively if that's something that y'all are willing to pay for or if there does need to be a transition there to somebody staying home with the baby. Yeah. And I wanted to piggyback on that a little bit too. Um, Now that I think about it, we kind of did, we knew I was going to stay home. Like as we were trying, we knew that, and that'll go into a lot of other stuff too. But um, we, we did do the one paycheck thing my last year of teaching while we were trying, we didn't touch my paycheck just to make sure we could live off of my husband's paycheck. Um, And so that was one way we knew that it would be okay if I stayed home and our quality, like our quality of life and different things wouldn't change too much. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, so do, smart. We and did do that. Yeah. That's super smart. Now that I think about it, I wasn't even working when, <laughs> oh, when we had our first school. I was, I was, 
Well, the best time to decide that you want to have a baby because ours was planned is, you know, when you're trying to finish up a, uh, a doctorate. Yeah. Great idea, Victoria. It all worked out, you so guys. So technically your five-year-old is a doctor. <laughs> Just saying. He walked the stage too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, the family thing, because I know that you are well-versed in that because you do have family here and you, you really... I do. And I want you to tell your story about that. But one thing I did want to say yes. is... For family, for us, we had no family, so we knew that wasn't an option. Now, now that I'm staying at home, I've had like you know our lovely auntie Nay makes jokes about like me watching her kids for her <laughs> since I stay at home, and Micah's gonna start a daycare at and home. That's been a running joke for like years, right? And at first, I was like, "Heck yeah, I'll do it. This is great." I honestly, I've had to go to Renee and I've had to tell my sister, who kind of expected the same thing. Hey, don't count on me, please. Like, do not put me in your plans. And I say that as a joke, but I also think that's very serious. If you're really in one of those positions, don't just assume that your family is going to just take over for you, even though, even if your mom's yes. retired or whatever it may be. Because my mom has even told told us before, she said, I may be home. And even if I lived near you, I don't want to, I want to be your kid's grandparent. I do not want to be yep. their caretaker. Like, and she's mm-hmm. was very straightforward with that. And so I just wanted to make a point that if that is an, a thought while you're trying to conceive that, make sure you check before you just like. <laughs> yes, always. Yeah. First, yes, we are, we are so blessed. We have... Um, you know, my parents, my husband, parents, I have a sister and I have brothers. We have a lot of family support around us. Um, but nobody is retired. You yes. guys, like our no. parents are young. Everybody works. Um, my mom and my mother-in-law are both teachers. So in like the summer and around the holidays, it's really nice when daycares and schools close. But other than that, like it, it's just us. Yes. Um, so, so it, Childcare, daycare was definitely going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a lovely Grammy who watched our son for us for, I don't know, maybe two or three months when I first started working. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he just, he needed to be in something full time and a little more structured um, because, you know, people have things to do. Even retired Grammy <laughs> has things to do, like appointments to be at. Um, and it's so nice to know that they're there if there's an emergency, you know, if my kiddo is sick and I can't get out of work, things like that. It's nice to know that there are people available. Um, my mom is so awesome. She will, she has literally called in to work that way. I have not had to call into work. That's awesome. So it's great. Shout out mama. (laughs) Um, but it, it is nice and it's, it's definitely different when you have family in the immediate area versus Micah, who is like, I enjoy anybody except her. (laughs) (laughs) They have kids. So it is a little bit different, like a family member who has no. (laughs) Yes. Um, so talking about maternity leave now that I'm thinking about it, neither of us dealt with that the first time around. Neither of us. Yes. I was still not working. <laughs> and even with my second. I, that's um, what I was going to say. I wasn't. Yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't in a, like a full time position that qualified for maternity leave. But look at it because it's important, mm-hmm. you know, to know what benefits do you have? Do you have paid leave? Um, here in, I know it differs state to state, but here in Texas, it's not a requirement. Like you, some companies force you to use your own PTO Mm -hmm. that you have banked up. 
if you want to get paid. They do, under FMLA, have to give you so many weeks, but it does not have to be paid. And I think that that's something a lot of people don't know. They just assume that they have those six or eight or 12 weeks of leave. Um, I, I envy the people who have these like really great benefits. We actually have really good friends who work for uh, a company and dad gets 12 weeks of paid, 100% paid leave. And it's so nice, (laughs) like, you know, for moms and for dads, like I think dads do need that time too, but um, it's awesome. So look and see what you, what you qualify for, what benefits you have, how much time you have. That way you can plan accordingly. Um, because taking an unpaid leave, which I did with my second, um, it's not, it's not ideal, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different. I There's even, a lot of planning that goes into it. Yeah. I learned, uh, while I was a teacher, I didn't have to go through it, but a lot of people think, you know, oh, teachers, they have all this time off. They have this, they have that. I actually learned, um, back when I was teaching, it was not the best. Like you got your, oh, I don't remember. Isn't it just like 10 days yeah. or something crazy? Well, it's like, <laughs> I wish I could remember the exact because I don't want to be like wrong and lead somebody in the wrong direction. But it's it's like uh, <laughs> I wanted to say two weeks. So if we're thinking the same thing, I think it's like you get two weeks of freedom, maybe two to four weeks of freedom, like paid and doing good. Um, and then it goes into that PTO. It's that's your 10 day bank. Mm-hmm. Of your like, so you have to have it. Yeah, you have to have it banked. You have to have it banked because if you used Crazy. those for doctor's appointments, you cannot use them for your mm-hmm. maternity Shit leave. Out of luck. And then you can go on FMLA and all of that stuff. So a lot of teachers, you know, plan for the breaks to have their babies. And that's, I like, oh, we were and like summer having a baby over summer. Exactly. Oh. Like we were trying to conceive and we knew I was going to stay home. So it wasn't an issue, but it was stressful enough trying to conceive during the school year. <laughs> and like, I cannot imagine being like, if we don't get pregnant this month, it's going to like shorten me four more months. You're planning like, around standardized I, testing. I cannot. I had a friend who went into labor the day before star test. <laughs> and it was just, but anyways, that's my piece on that because that's my only experience. And I was shocked that a profession that is supposed to be so good with parents and mm-hmm. it, it really was not much. I had friends who struggled a lot with that. So it's just something Ugh. to know. Well, well, moving on, we have space to talk about. Yes. Space meaning your house, yes. your car. Um, I will tell you that when I was pregnant with my son that we lived in a... I don't know, 750-ish foot, one-bedroom apartment. Um, We knew that we were going to be out of there by the time he was born. But, you know, do you have a room for this baby? Babies are small. They don't take up a lot of space. But they have a lot of stuff, you guys. (laughs) Um, So making sure that you have room for the baby. Um, Car-wise, you know, do you drive a single cab truck that doesn't have a backseat, you know? Um, all vehicles Welcome to pretty Texas. much are like safe <laughs> these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I drove a single cab truck. Um, I actually, I didn't even get rid of it until I was pregnant. I drove it until I like had a baby. Um, but yeah, you know, do you have a car big enough, um, for, you know, the first baby something with a back seat that's going to fit a car seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into this more when we talk about um, expecting your second or maybe yeah. even your third because that's when it gets really interesting and depending on the age gaps there are like car seat sizes yes. you need to look at and all that fun stuff <laughs> yeah mine was totally normal we were good we had our house um, I think we waited until we bought our house to start trying 
Um, smart. So we knew. You're a smart lady. Well, I was smart <laughs> until that surprise baby hit. But <laughs> so that was good. And car was fine. So we were we were good on that. But definitely don't overlook those practicalities for sure. Um, our big thing was not the finances, daycare, maternity leave, or space. Our big thing was age and like the overall plan that we had for our family. Um, this may not apply to a lot of people, but I do know people are getting married later nowadays. Um, and a lot of people want to wait until like they're 30 to start trying to have kids um, because they have careers and they want to be more settled and stuff, which is great. And so they're already thinking about that age and then just the overall plan, you know, how many, how many do you want to have? So, and how far apart do you want how them? How far apart do you want and them? Like, yeah. How much is that going to take? So for us, um, my husband's nine years older than me. <laughs> and so for us, it was, and we already had a kid technically. So we didn't wait mm-hmm. very long. We, I, I don't know. We were married for what, like four months, three months. Oh, I don't. Before, yeah, it was not long. Was, I remember. Yeah, like <laughs> before we started trying and it was kind of a good thing we did because it mm-hmm. took us like seven months. Um, and so that was that was our deal with him being so old. And oh, man, sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Brian. <laughs> sorry, but you're old and we know it. And we knew we, <laughs> we knew we wanted to have. Like, he doesn't look a day over 30. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we knew we wanted to have three or four kids. So. To us, it was we got to get going because I want to take <laughs> we got things yeah, to do. Yeah, I want to take vacations when we're done with this, and I'm not pushing his wheelchair around. So that was a very important factor. <laughs> Once we checked all the other boxes, <laughs> that was a very important factor for us. <laughs> oh man, I love it! I love it. Well, now, okay, so we talked about things that you should maybe consider if you are wise before you have a baby. Um, now it's go time, right? You know that it is, it's time, you're ready, everything is kind of in check um, if you're planning this pregnancy. Yes. So now what, right? For me personally, I know I had to get off birth control. I had been on the pill for like, you, I don't know, nine mine years. Mine was like 10 years, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, it was a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, that was a big thing. And I think if I remember correctly, I even went to my doctor and was like, okay, like I want to get off these pills. Like me and my husband want to start trying. And she was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, stop taking the pills and um, get on some prenatals. So they do encourage that you start taking the prenatals three to six. I think it's three to six months ahead of time. That way you're getting all those extra little like vitamins that you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, yep. That's exactly what we did too. So, and then it's kind of from there, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go about this. So you can track your cycles. Yes. Um, You cannot track your cycles. There are a lot of different ways to track. And I mean, technology is so cool. Like we tracked with apps Mm -hmm. our second time around. Um, There are ovulation sticks. You can look at like cervical mucus. You can look at your, um, your BBT, your basal, basal basal body body temperature. temperature. Is that what it is? Yep. We did all three um, of the first ones. Fast. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, for our goodness. Yeah, and we'll get yes. into kind of our personal little stories here in a second. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of different ways that you can track to know. You know, are you ovulating? Is it even possible to have a baby at this particular mm-hmm. time of the month? Um, yeah. So next, you know, how fast? How fast will it happen? <laughs> you know. I don't know. What do, do you know research on this? Do you actually? It. Um, I do. I do. I know numbers, you guys. I'm a nerd. I got the facts. Yeah. So 
what I know is that 50, is it 50? 50% of couples will conceive naturally within six months of trying mm-hmm. and 90% will conceive within the first year. Mm-hmm. That's usually why they say you're not considered uh, to have any kind of fertility issues until after that year mm-hmm. because 90% conceive within that first year. So, I mean, there's a huge gap um, with my first. It took a month, maybe even that. <laughs> and with, you know, my daughter, it was, it took six months. So I was still like very much in a range. Um, but there's, there's a wide window in which this can happen. Yes. Yeah. For us, it was, yeah. Um, we got pregnant on the seventh month with the first and then the other, the other two, we will have to wait to find out about those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. And what we wanted to do is kind of tell you a short and sweet version of, like how we got to baby number one. So I will just jump right yes. in because it's it's really short. Okay, it's kind of funny because like I said, there was not a lot of planning that went into it. We were married and it was actually my husband who was kind of like, let's have a baby. Like, let's do it. And I was like, okay, let's go. I was still in school. We were living in that small apartment. I had been on the pill for nine or 10 years. I stopped taking it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll stop taking the pill. We'll have sex. And like sooner or later, we'll get pregnant. I did no research. I had no clue what I was doing. (laughs) Um, And I do remember the first time we had like unprotected sex that my husband was like, what did we just do? You know, (laughs) Um, because you spend, I mean, I was on birth control for nine or 10 years. You spend that entire time like praying that you are not going to get pregnant after sex. And then here we are, like no protection, trying for a baby. So it's definitely uh, strange that first that first time. <laughs> but so I, I got off the pill, I think it was like, I don't know, November, December. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got a positive pregnancy test the first week of January. Yes. Uh, so I, I don't even think I actually got a period back between stopping the pill and getting a positive test. It just... Like I blinked and I was pregnant. So yes. That's my and, story. Yeah. And we'll actually talk about that just, just a little bit on the What Your Mama Never Told You segment because I <laughs> had an issue with that. But uh, for me, it was actually we got pregnant on the seventh month. Um, we did a lot of the tracking. We uh, I think we started with the apps. I think I started with the apps and we just went off of like my last period and then we weren't getting pregnant and I really uh, like went into research mode and I found out about the ovulation sticks and the cervical mucus and so I did ovulation sticks every month for like five months trying to figure out when to do it and then I learned how to track my CM which is kind of what led me to my what your mama never told you. So I'll get into that. I never did do basal body temperature, though. Um, In the end, yeah, it took us about seven months, and it coincided with me quitting my job. Um, Oh, that stress level. (laughs) Yeah, so we don't know. We don't know what happened, but the end of the school year was coming up. They were asking for who was going to re-sign up for the next year, and I just – I said, you know, I'm just going to tell them I quit because if we get pregnant at any point this summer, I'm not going back. So I'm just, and Mm -hmm. I, and we even talked about the stress affecting it because he was doing a bunch of the wives tale stuff on his end of the bargain. (laughs) And he was like, I really want to start wearing underwear again. So let's, um, (laughs) let's do this. So that's how it went for us. And, um, then it never took that long again, but that was ours. 
All right, guys, we are getting to the part of what your mama never told you on this first episode. So uh, I'm Micah, if you can't tell by my voice, but I am here to tell the story today of what your mama never told you about trying to conceive. Now, Victoria and I talked about that ways to track Um, And Victoria shared her story about how she got pregnant within the first month really, really quickly. And that's not what she was expecting. Well, I did the opposite. It took me longer. And what my mom never told me was that you could track your cycle using your cervical mucus. Now, that's gross. Like, it's really gross. And so all things babies are gross in my opinion. But the thing about it is... What happens when you're when you first come off birth control? My mom never told me. When you first come off birth control, you're going to have an extreme change in your cervical mucus because your body is ready to make babies. So, that first month that I was off birth control, I was literally staring at my underwear every morning like, "Oh, I'm so disgusting. There's no way I'm having sex like this." Blah, blah, blah. And I tell my husband, I'm like, "I feel gross. I can't have sex. I've got I've got all this crap coming out of me and I don't know what it is." Well, that was my cervical mucus telling me that it was time to get pregnant. So later on, I found out that actually you are so, so fertile right when you get off birth control because your body is just like in hyper mode. And so that's my what your mama never told you today, because just look at your cervical mucus whenever you're off birth control and watch out because you are very fertile right when you come off. So (laughs) thanks, mom. (laughs) Oh, man. So you have heard it, you guys. So planning for baby number one, trying to conceive, the do's, the don'ts, the maybe you should have thought about it better than I did because Micah sounds much more prepared than (laughs) I. Oh, (laughs) please. Oh, man. But like we said, it turned out all okay. Um, So if you have any fun stories, go ahead and DM us on Instagram at moms underscore uncorked podcast. We would love to hear from you and we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Mama's out.